Hello, you're listening to Sarah Archer in episode 200 of the Speaking Club podcast. Well, that's enough of that. But yeah, what a milestone. And to celebrate this 200th episode, I want to open this show with a joke that really tickled me from a guy called Jim Peach. Or maybe it's Pietch. Anyway, Jim Peach or Pietch in the New York City cab driver's joke book. A Hollywood producer calls his friend, another Hollywood producer, on the phone. Hey, how are you doing? He asks. Well, responds the friend, I just sold a screenplay for $200,000. I also wrote a novel and got a $50,000 advance from the publisher. I have a new TV series airing next week and everyone says it's going to be a hit. I'm doing great. How are you? Okay, says the first producer. I'll call you back when you're alone. I started this podcast for two reasons. Because I want to help people recognize the power of stories and humor in speaking. And because I believe it's your message that counts, not the number of ums and ahs you use. There are some organizations that want to create robot speakers. They want you to sacrifice your personality in order to speak perfectly. But I want to let you know that you can be yourself and a sensational speaker. So, if you want to be a speaker that connects and engages authentically through stories, a speaker that gives value as well as a great performance, then welcome home. Hey there! We've made it. 200 episodes. And the first thing I want to say is thank you for listening and helping me to grow this podcast. If you've been there since the start... I'm especially grateful to have had you share the journey with me over the past four years. Now, I started this show because I believe four key things around speaking. First, I believe the purpose of speaking and storytelling is to sell your idea, product or program. That is why this show and my courses and programs teach you how to create content that inspires and motivates an audience and not just presentation skills. Second, I believe that the best and most powerful storytellers and speakers are those who share their passion and personality. And that's why I teach people how to be their authentic self whilst they're presenting. Thirdly, I believe in selling with integrity. The strongest marketing is honest and dramatic. Treat your audience just like you want to be treated and your rewards will be greater. And finally, I believe in you, in the unlimited possibilities that await you when you commit to bringing your speaking goals and dreams to life through inspired action. Now, I wanted, when I created this show, for it to educate, inspire, and motivate you to get out there and share your message and unique voice Because I know that speaking to an audience offers so many benefits. It builds your brand and authority and helps you stand out from the crowd, whether that's in a corporate environment or as a business owner. And it gives you so much more confidence. And that's why I decided for the 200th episode that I wanted to share a case study interview with someone who'd taken the opportunity to speak and how they made the most of it. Now, if you're a regular listener, you'll have met Kay King before. 
She was my guest in episode 195, where she was talking about marketing and how to make it less overwhelming. And recently, Kay was offered the chance to do a 45-minute keynote talk to an audience of 80 of her dream customers. And she recognized what a huge opportunity this presented to share her mission, to make a difference, and to grow her business. Now, Kay's niche marketing is super competitive. And she wanted to make sure that her talk not only engaged her audience, but showed how different her approach and message were from other marketing coaches. She also wanted to use the talk to make an offer to the audience, but in a way that was true to her values and didn't feel sleazy or uncomfortable for her or the audience. And in this case study interview, Kay shares what she did to make sure she made the most of this speaking opportunity and also what happened as a result. And I'll be back at the end of the interview to go into a bit more depth on a few things that Kay mentions so that you can apply these to your talk creation process too. Let's shift over to my chat with Kay. Hi, Kay. Thank you for coming to have a chat about your, your win, which I want to con- congratulate you on. Um, and I you know, wanted to take the opportunity to have a chat with you about it because I think your experience might help some other people who want to do the same thing. But before we get into that, could you just tell us a bit about you, what you do, how you help people, all that good stuff? Yeah, thank you, by the way, for the congratulations and thank you for having me. Um, so I am Kay King. I'm a marketing mentor and I'm essentially I'm on a mission to make sure that the fear and overwhelm around marketing never gets in the way of anyone's business dreams. So marketing is this thing that can seem huge and complicated and difficult and um, and that stops people doing any of it. So I'm here to help them see that it's not any of those things um, and to help them embrace it in a way that feels right for them. Cool. Um, and one of the things that you had, that you've got this big message that you wanted to get out there. And one of the things that came up was this opportunity to do a talk. It was quite a big, big event in front of a lot of people. Yeah. Um, how did you feel about that when you, when you sort of first got asked? I felt all right about it, actually. I felt I've never really had a problem speaking in front of people because mm-hmm. I, I come from a marketing agency background. So we did lots of presenting to clients and presenting to teams of people and what have you. So it, the, doing the talk itself didn't worry me that much, but I knew that it was a really good opportunity to A, get my message out there, but B, also to help raise my profile and, um, you know, get some people interested in working with me. So, um, yeah, I hadn't done any, I'd done a few small networking events speaking to, on Zoom over the last couple of years, but speaking to small groups of maybe 10, 15 people, but this was 80 people. And yeah, I I was excited to give it a go, but I knew it was a good opportunity and I didn't want to waste it. Well, and, and, and what was your sort of 
in thinking about putting this together, this talk, what was your biggest sort of challenge or frustration or, you know, fear about, about putting it together? The biggest challenge uh, about putting it together was that I wanted it to be, uh, I wanted the audience to get some value from it. I didn't want people to sit there and fall asleep. I didn't, I didn't want people to think it was somebody just trying to sell stuff to them. Um, you know, people had paid money to be at the events. They'd given up a whole day of their time. They were giving up 45 minutes of their time to listen to me. And um, I wanted that to be beneficial for them. I wanted them to go away feeling better about marketing um, at the end of the day, uh, as well as hopefully inspired to find out a bit more about me. And, and, what, and I guess when you thought about, you know, what success would look like with this, what, what would that mean? You know, if, if, if the talk went as planned, what would that mean for you? personally and your business around this speaking opportunity? It would mean that I could kind of prove to, I, I know that speaking is, you know, we've talked about this a lot. Speaking is marketing, marketing is speaking. It, it's all the same thing. Um, for me, as you know, and anybody who follows me or works with me knows that I always view marketing at its heart as just a conversation. So, that helps take away the fear of it from for people and um, but also it is a conversation so speaking opportunities are ideal to help me spread that word and to help people get to know me because I'm quite a relaxed kind of approachable informal kind of person I don't I don't kind of stomp about going rah 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 we've got to do this and so if I'm speaking, then people can get a degree of that personality. They can get to know me a bit. So I knew that if I could make this event work, then it would give me um, a framework and a foundation to do more speaking, um, which I'm hoping to do in next year, 2022. So brilliant. And in terms of the approach that you took to putting this together, could you sort of take me through it? And also maybe how is it different to when you've done talks before in terms of actually putting all the pieces of it together? Um, yeah. So the first thing I did, I think, was send you an email to go, Sarah, I need your help to get this thing together. Because I knew that if I was left to my own devices, I would put a talk together with um, some slides that would give people some great tips and some advice about marketing and um, but from us having worked together on the, the story-led marketing collaboration and seeing and working with you through your mastermind group and seeing how you uh, kind of advocate and support people to put a really good structure around a talk I knew that that was what I needed because otherwise I would just be sharing some tips and advice and that would a would be quite dull for people I think because I've learned 
you know there are different ways to communicate messages and um some are quite dull and some are, are quite inspiring and engaging and uh and also i wouldn't i wasn't sure how i could make it uh you know weave in an offer for the audience to help people decide whether they wanted to work with me uh i wasn't sure how i could do that without feeling uncomfortable about it and spammy about it and you know it feeling a bit icky really yeah cool and and i mean you i mean it's, it's important to say you you took action you you took you know you invested in preparing this talk Do, can you share some of the, the sort of steps that you took to bring this together yeah so i uh i followed your um advice in terms of I can't remember what the framework was but in terms of the, the first thing I did really was just get all of my thoughts out on paper I knew that the kind of essence of the talk the kernel as you call it the essence was I wanted people to take away was that when you see marketing as just a conversation you can uh, embrace it because it feels a lot less scary and you can embrace it and use it to grow your business in a way that works for you so I kind of started with that and did a big brain dump on a massive piece of paper with loads of different thoughts and ideas of things that could come into that and I we had when I'd origin, originally spoken to the event organizer about uh, the subject of the talk I'd talked to her about um, I wanted to cover off the mistakes that people make in marketing, so uh, which leads them to think it's really hard because they're doing things that make it hard um, and give them some advice on how they could avoid, avoid those mistakes and how they could make marketing feel a bit easier for them. So there was the, the message um, and why, why yeah, the message and the tips and the advice, I wanted to make sure it all got in there. So I just did a big brain dump and then um, started to try and put some structure around it. And I mean, one of the things that we talked about was always bringing it back to the audience and putting yourself yeah. in their shoes. Was that useful in terms of some of the things that it, and, and in structuring it in a particular way, that, you know, for this talk did did that help in terms of making it more engaging yeah it did and and madly weirdly you know I'm a marketer I know that we always need to be in our audience's shoes and so but it you know we've said this a lot you can't see the label from inside the jar we yeah. we all need help with our own businesses even as a marketer uh I need help from someone like you to be able to see my business from the outside. So although I knew in theory that I needed to put myself in the audience's shoes in practice, um, that sometimes wasn't easy to do. So I had to keep coming back to that. And that was one of the things that you helped with in terms of how, how I got those messages across, really. And how long did it take you to pull it all together? Just in terms of like, because you, you put a lot of work in. I mean, we worked together, but you did the work. And how much effort did you put into this 
you know, getting it ready to, to uh, for the day. Quite a lot, <laughs> quite a lot. And um, yeah, it did take a lot of effort, but I'm, I'm a great planner. And I knew, I knew, so the talk was on the 2nd of December and I knew, I think in um, September, maybe early October that I was going to be doing it. So I knew that um, I had kind of blocked out periods of time in my calendar to make sure that I could work on it. Um, and I'm really, really glad I did do that. I'm really glad I didn't just leave it till the last few days before the talk because it I would never have got there. Um, and uh, yeah, but and once I got into it, it was, you know, I quite enjoyed the process, actually. I quite enjoyed and I don't think I would have, you know, we I wrote we talked about how to put the thing together. So I wrote a full script, which I've never done for a talk before. Um, I've always kind of created slides and put notes with slides um, but creating the full script was helpful in keeping the structure and the storytelling intact. Um, I did get quite stressed in the last two, two or three weeks before the day um, and kind of had a few waking up in the early hours of the morning with the whole thing spinning around in my head but that's normal. Now, a lot, a lot of people will say that's a lot of effort to go to for yeah. one talk. Would you say, looking at the results that you've got on, on the day and the feedback that you got, and it'd be good to hear how it went and what some of that was, would you say it was worth it, putting in that effort? Yeah, absolutely, it was worth it, because although uh, that wasn't, I didn't get paid for speaking at that event, um, and that's an ambition of mine to get paid to speak at an event at some point. And but I know that, well, two things. One, I know that because I've put that work in, I've got that talk and it might need a bit of tweaking, but I can use it in loads and loads of different scenarios. You know, I that audience for that event were absolutely my prime target audience. So if I can find events or podcasts or networking things that are going on where I can share that message, then that talk is there and ready to kind of roll out again. So, um, so that's one thing. It was definitely worth the effort. And the other thing is, from a business point of view, I had a special offer for people and um, almost 10% of the audience have signed up to that special offer on my marketing sanctuary membership community so that's exciting brilliant that's a great result 10 percent conversion yes that's amazing yeah. and on top of that you you know you told me that you got some great feedback how did that what sort of things were people saying to you and how did that make yeah. you think <laughs> yeah it was amazing honestly i felt i felt a little bit like a celebrity so i had you know i had people as soon as I'd finished the talk, I had, uh, you know, I did my talk and then there was a break and I was kind of walking to the back of the room to go and get a cup of coffee. And people, people kept stopping me and saying, well, can I talk to you? That really resonated with me. I loved what you said. Um, 
like two people signed up to my offer within 10 minutes of me finishing my talk when I looked back on the signups, which was bonkers, really. Um, so that that was really, really nice. So I was on first. I'd, I'd specifically said I wanted to be the first person to speak at, at the day. It was an all day event. Um, just because I knew that my energy would flag, but also I didn't, I wanted to enjoy the rest of the day. Um, so all through the day, people kept coming up to me and saying, I really loved your talk. It was amazing. And I loved what you were saying about it. And I've never heard people talk about marketing like that before. And I've always found it really stressful. And now I don't. And, um, and a couple of people even who had arrived late said, oh, I'm really sorry, I missed your talk. I've heard it was amazing. So, yeah. So, so that was nice. <laughs> brilliant. Uh, you, you know, kudos to you. It's, it's, it's great. And it's, it's your, you know, it's, it's a great message to get out there. And I know it's going to have helped a lot of people to hear that and move them forward in their business. So that's brilliant. So what, what are you working on next? What's the next thing for you uh, around speaking, storytelling? Mm, well, uh, I don't really know yet, but I, um, so we're, where are we now? December, 2021. So I, as I said, I've got a, a an ambition to do more speaking uh, now. So part of my strategy for my business, marketing my own business going into 2022 will be around speaking. So finding, uh, events where I could speak or podcasts I could be guests on or something like that so I'm I want to grow the marketing sanctuary community because that is where people get um, a really good introduction to what it's like to work with me but also get the support of of the community not just me mm -hmm. um, so that is something I definitely want to grow next year and um, and also promote my programs where people can learn a little bit more in depth how to promote their businesses without feeling spammy and salesy and without feeling like they're showing off because they're not showing off no what did you say in your talk I said it's not boasting it's business yeah, exactly yeah. and it's absolutely not boasting it's business and a couple of people have said to me oh I loved that it's not boasting it's business and if they take away just one thing and it's that that's amazing because it means that they can get past that feeling that, you know, we can't promote our businesses because it's showing off. And we've all been told, especially as little girls, that it's not nice to show off and we shouldn't do it. Um, and that's just um, not right. No, that's absolutely true. Swore then. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, what, two more questions. First thing, what was throughout this whole process? what was your biggest aha around doing it this way versus the old way? Um, gosh, there were loads actually. I think, uh, I think I come from a marketing agency background and we, you know, presentations and pitches and stuff used to involve hours and hours and hours of putting slides together with loads of stuff on them and loads of people debating 
what words should be on that slide, you know, and really getting, looking back now from, you know, when you're in it, you get sucked in, don't you? Um, but looking back now, that was also anal and self-centered and um, not at all thinking about the people we were talking to and what they might need to take away from it. So that was an aha moment really around how your slides are really there just to support what you're saying. They're not there to be the thing that you're talking from. Yeah. Um, and I kind of knew that um, and I'd always try to avoid putting lots of content on my slides, but my slides now are even in my training that I do with my marketing sanctuary members are much more visual and much less wordy. So that was a big aha moment and um, that I can use speaking to promote my business as well without it feeling like awkward without it feeling awkward and without me kind of going at the end that was hard that was quite hard but you're coaching and you kind of went just make the offer so I did I just took a deep breath made the offer and then shut up and um and, yeah. and it all started kicking off people yeah. <laughs> that's amazing and the final thing so who would you recommend this process too in terms of putting a talk together this way and doing a talk who would you recommend that to I would recommend that to and I certainly you know I absolutely would recommend people working with you on this stuff because you have got a really good combination of uh, your performance background your creative background from writing and your uh, understanding of of storytelling in marketing and those three things together are a really powerful combination for effective speaking so that I absolutely would recommend that people work with you because of that um, and anybody really who Probably not anybody who wants to promote their business because some people want to promote their business just because they want to promote their business. But anybody who's got a mission to spread or, you know, who has a really, really important message to them, a really important message to share, because when you've got a really important message to share, you've got to get it out there in the right way. So that, as I said, you know, for me, yes I want to grow my business and I I want you know more clients we all do because that's why we're here but it's equally important for me that people feel better about marketing and don't you know stop feeling afraid of it so that if you've got a mission to share then um go and talk to Sarah <laughs> that's brilliant we, I'm so proud of what you did and you know you did an excellent job you put all the hard work in and you deserve all the success that you've got with this talk and and i'm looking forward thank to seeing you next i so. loved it i absolutely loved it so um, yeah <laughs> definitely, yeah yeah definitely want to do more of it yeah brilliant okay well thank you so much as well for sharing your experience with other people who who maybe want to do the same thing for you and have that big message to share to to change people's yeah. lives and, and you know grow their business so thank you very much appreciate thank it. you thank, thank you. you bye
Right, I hope you got a lot out of that so far. And I just wanted to give you a bit more. I wanted to take a, a few minutes to expand and comment on a few things that came up in the interview. Okay, first thing I want to say is you need to respect your audience. It's not just about doing the prep so that you and your business get the benefits uh, out of it. But it's also making sure that you do that work so that the audience who's given up their precious, precious time gets value from what you're sharing too. The next thing I wanted to talk about was the frameworks that Kay mentioned uh, of mine that she used to pull her strategy and ideas together for the content of her talk. Uh, the first one that she uh, mentioned was the speak framework. And this leads you to get your core message that you want to get across. And I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this in more than one occasion in the podcast before. So the speak framework, it's called, and the S stands for your strategy. So you need to be clear about what you want to get out of the talk. The P stands for the problem and the pain you're solving for people. The E stands for the end point. Where do you want people to get to? What do you want them to think, feel, say and do at the end of your talk? The A stands for audience. And this is where you do all that audience intimacy work that I've talked about before. Finally, the K in speak stands for kernel message which is the single sentence summary of the results of going through that speak process. And that's what you use to create your talk around. And having this clear kernel message makes it so much easier to identify what content should be in. There is often so much you could say, and we can get attached to things that we want to share, but they aren't necessarily all relevant to the audience or the message. And that's why this sentence can help you with focus, making sure that only the essentials uh, to get your audience from A to B end up in your talk. And if you want to find out more about this framework and the other ones Kay used, I go into them in more depth in my book, Cracking Speechmate. And there's examples uh, to guide you through the process. Kay also mentioned the importance of having a structure. And I believe this is one of the big secrets to being a successful speaker. The structure I used with Kay for her talk gave her confidence that she had all the key ingredients in the content. And that also, that structure also allowed her later on to let go of the script that she talked about because she had that overarching uh, map of the talk in her mind. She would never get lost. Okay, next, one of the key things that Kay was most worried about in doing this talk was making the offer to her audience. She didn't want to come across as sleazy. And we worked on this. And I, as I've said to you before on the podcast, if you believe that what you offer can make a positive difference, then it's your duty to make the invitation to work with you, to continue the journey on with you. And that's all you're doing. You're making an invitation. Now, hopefully the work you did in the talk has done that heavy lifting in terms of getting them on the same page as you and managing objections and all that good stuff. But it is just comes to this point at the end where you, having done all that, you make the invitation. And it's up to them then. They say yes, they say no. That's it. That's what your job is though. Make that invitation. And finally, Kay also made the points about you know, whether it was worth doing the work 
before this talk, the return on her investment. Yes, she got some coaching and she spent time planning and preparing her signature talk. But what she got back is a marketing asset that can be leveraged again and again in multiple formats. And through this talk, she was able to build her confidence and her brand. And she made sales, converting pretty much 10% of the audience into customers, which is fantastic. Speaking is one of your most powerful marketing assets. And if you're not getting out there, you're missing out. And I promise you that if you invest in developing your speaking skills and content, then you will stand out from the crowd and you will get results because most people don't do that. Most people don't put the time and effort in. Okay, before I share the takeaways for this episode, I promised you last week that I wanted to do something special to mark the 200th episode. And this is going to be brilliant for you if you're planning to develop your speaking and storytelling in 2022. So I'm going to be doing a prize draw and the lucky winner will be getting three months membership of the Speaking Club Live where you get weekly one-to-one coaching with me uh, and you also get a great community and feedback from them too about the things you're working on. So that's first of all, three months membership of TSC Live. Next, you also get my podcast guest interview strategy course and that will help you make the right approaches to people uh, who have podcasts that you want to be a guest on, who you need to target, how you target them, uh, how you make the approach and all sorts, and then how you make the most of that interview. So that's a great, great course for you to have uh, for next year. And you also get copies of my two books, Cracking Speech Mate, How to Use Humor to Make Yourself an Amazing Speaker, and my other book, Straight to the Top, how to create and deliver a killer elevator pitch. And this package is worth uh, nearly £300. And I expect you're wondering, well, what, how do I get into this? How do I get into this draw? Well, all you have to do to enter this prize draw is leave an honest review for The Speaking Club over at ratethispodcast.com slash TSC. Just take a couple of minutes leave an honest review or rating at the at the rate this podcast then take a screenshot and just pop me over an email with the screenshot over at sarah at saraharcher.co.uk and we will enter you into the prize draw and there is a second prize as well of the podcast guest strategy course and the books and also three other people will get third prizes of both the books So lots to go for there. And I will be doing the prize draw on the 30th of December so that the winner can get started in the speaking club in January, ready to kick ass in 2022. Not bad for taking less than five minutes to leave a review and pop me over an email, is it? Cool. Okay, so here are your takeaways for this episode. Firstly, respect people's time and do your best to give your audience a great experience. It will pay you dividends in many, many ways. Second, think about the strategy and intention of your talk and your audience when you're creating and editing your content. Be confident. 
when it comes to making your offer. Remember, it's just an invitation. Have a structure so that you can let go and always keep on track and have those ingredients for that killer talk built into them. And finally, invest in your speaking. And as I said, it will pay you back. The return on your investment uh, will be there for years to come. Cool. I hope that was all useful to you. And I just want to say again, thank you so much for helping me reach this milestone by listening and sharing about this podcast. And don't forget to enter our 200th episode prize draw for some fantastic prizes, memberships, courses, books and all sorts. But for the moment, that's it from me. I'll be back next week and the speed at which the weeks are going, it'll be gone by in a flash. But in the meantime, you know what to do. Go out, grab your life by the nuts and get cracking. Bye-bye. Getting to practice your speaking in front of an audience is a crucial part of testing your message and developing your skills and experience as a speaker. Yet opportunities to do this in the right environment can be hard to find. Add in the chance to get expert feedback and coaching on your content structure and delivery and the opportunities are even fewer. But that's what you'll get as a member of the Speaking Club Live. Each week we'll be focusing on a different aspect of business speaking, from pitching to presenting to videos and lives. There'll be hot speak slots and you'll get the chance to practice sharing your message, your storytelling, your humour and all the different aspects of speaking in front of me and other members. Then you'll get feedback and coaching from me and your peers so that you're moving forward on your speaking journey with accountability and support. If you'd like to find out more about how you can become a member of the Speaking Club Live so that you can build your confidence, improve your delivery and become a better speaker, then go to saraharcher.co.uk slash club now.